It's popping. What's going on? What? It's like two, almost three o'clock in the morning. I'm loving it. Creative minds never go to sleep. Word. You already know. You already know. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I've seen you on the gram. You do music. Am I right? You know what I'm saying? Look, I do. Looking like. So, like, you know, tell me. Know you, you know? Repeat that last part. I said, tell me more about yourself because I don't even know you yet. Like, this is our first conversation the whole world here. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who are you? Who is Grit Banks? I am an L.A. girl, um, West Coast all day, every day. Live and breathe and die for it. Um, I've been doing music for a really long time. Um, it started way back in elementary school, but I'm not going to take you that far back. Let me, let me fast forward a little bit for you. Um, I started recording probably 2009, 2010. And I kind of fell off in music a little bit, lost my passion, not really lost my passion for it, but tried to go with what society thought I should maybe do. And so I spent some time traveling, going to school, just like exploring. And I found myself right back into music and I just, I can't stop. I'm just, I'm just in this life, momentum. Society wants like you said, society wants you to do some stuff and you fell off from it. Like, what is that stuff you're talking about? Yeah, I felt like I needed to go according to the way society at at that time, I felt like wanted me as a young adult to do, you know, go straight from high school to college and then from there, go get a corporate job. And so I thought that was maybe my path. I was really ignoring that inner passionate fire in me saying, nah, this isn't it. And so most recently the beginning of this year it just it's like the universe smacked me in the face it's like nah you're not going to ignore this anymore and so I started recording again and it's just like I said it's been crazy momentum since then just being able to connect with different people um networking it's just everything it's everything it's self-fulfilling word America just got this thing where they, yeah, you're supposed to go to high school, not high school, you're supposed to go to college or some kind of trade school and just get a job, you know, like, I guess that's like what America wants people to do. But I mean, what, what outcome does that get people when they do that? I feel as though more and more now you're getting to see people say, well, jobs, you need all this experience. And it's right. Like you get out of college. You go to try to look for a job and they're asking for like five years, three years, 20 years experience. And you're like, damn, I just got out of school. Like, what, where, where do you want me to go from here? Like, why? And so I think at a young age, it's very easy to be malleable and just go with the crowd. And so I think now at this ripe age of 27, I just kind of stepped back and was like, that's not for me. I'm not, I'm not supposed to go with the grain. I'm supposed to go against it. I'm supposed to create my own path. So like in America, they be trying to brainwash you and tell you it's the right thing to do. Like, all right, you know, go ahead and get a job. And then spend like the next, like after you go to college or whatever, just working for somebody else and, that's really all you're going to Yeah. Like, I, don't I know. think it's so sad when people don't see that you're helping someone else accomplish their dreams every day. And every day you lose your dream a little bit more and a little bit more, whether it's a small business or a corporate job. I feel like people have a placement in this world. Everybody has a reason, a purpose. 
and a motivation in this world. And if work in a cubicle is what you want to do, then more power to you. There are people out there that that's what they want to do. That is their their goal. And they feel like they've reached that that level of success once they get there. But me personally, um, individually, that's just not my goal. That was, that's never, I've never been able to be confined in a cubicle. I've always, my personality always just poured and leaked through. Where, I mean, you said a jewel there, like, you know, every day that you have work on those jobs, you lose like a little bit of yourself, mm-hmm. you lose a little bit of your dream, like. You know, the American dream, I thought the American dream was to be an entrepreneur, to get money, yeah. to work for somebody else, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and everybody's lost that. People come here from out of, the, people from other countries come here to open up their own business and pursue their dreams, and I feel like sometimes, as Americans, we 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 get so lost in the sauce, you know, especially in Cali, boy, Ooh. You get so lost. Tell them what's Cali like since you grew up in L.A. I mean, well, I don't know if you grew up in L.A., but Cali, tell them what's Cali like. West side is beautiful, baby. I mean, we got the beach. We got the desert. I don't know if you've ever heard of California Day or if you've ever had a California Day. Where is that at? You know, California Day? Yeah. What is that? I'm from California. What is that? What? Okay. It's when you're supposed to, it's like you would wake up right now and we would literally, we would go hit the desert and go dirtbag riding. And or no, we would hit the beach first. We would go the hit night. the waves. No, we go hit the beach first. We go hit the waves. Then you hit dirtbag riding next. And then you end off skiing. So you start at three o'clock in the morning and you go to the beach? Yeah, you go surfing. Like you you would get up now just to kind of get ready. And then you would try to hit the first waves. You go surfing. Because you know that's a thing, Cali people, we surf. Um not everybody surfs, but I mean, I like. You must go around some white people, girl. I ain't never surfed ever in my life. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never rode no dirt bikes or none of that type of shit. I grew up in the hood. We don't. Nah, I grew, I grew up in an that. eclectic crowd. I mean, I traveled a lot. Um, um, I'm mixed. I'm Italian and African American, so I got a little bit of best both worlds. You know, the best of both worlds. So I can I can go skiing and go hiking and do all this shit, and still you'll find me in L.A on the corner, like, just, like, crossing the street to go to Sloss and Donuts, you know? Like, I'm, you'll find me everywhere. Bet. So, <laughs> which one of your parents is Italian? Which one of your parents is black? Uh, my mom's is Italian, and my dad is black. Oh, uh, that's interesting. You like soul food? You like Italian food? You like Ooh, Mexican food? What boy, you mean? I, I throw down in the kitchen. You don't even want to know. I'll go from um, making pasta. My my grandmother's roots are from Naples, Italy. I just recently visited last year. And so I know how to make pasta from scratch. I mean, the noodles. And from there, I can make soul food, where we talk about greens, cornbread, mac and cheese, black eye bean, black eyed peas. I mean, it, it's a, it's the catalog is long when it comes to food. <laughs> Worse, so I mean, you making all that good food. How you stay looking so good? Because now in America, so many people are so fat and out of shape, and you look like you got it all together, like you looking perfect ten. Like, how you maintain all that? Um, I think being an artist, I I have to. But other than being an artist, just about staying healthy. I think, um, again, I was in a dark space before this year, and so. So what was you doing? You had a job or something? Like, just give us the really, like, the real, real, real. You know what I'm saying? All right, you ready? You want the real? So yeah. I was in a very, 
um, I was in a very toxic relationship. And so you ignore your body, you ignore things that you would usually pay attention to when you're trying to appease and please others or one person, you know, when you give your everything to that one entity. And so I completely ignored myself. I completely ignored everything that I was about for this one person. And so stepping away from that completely, like I noticed all this fast food I was eating is not good for me. I don't even eat fast food anymore. Like you will not catch me. You might catch me at In-N-Out once a year. Like I still die for some LA tacos. But other than that, like you're not going to catch me at In-N-Out, Jack in a Box, Carl's Jr. Because all that food is plastic. Like I'm not. Word, that ain't even real food. No, it's not. People know. Nobody wants to, like, and people know. I feel like people at this point know now, and they choose to ignore it. And that's even worse when you know you can do better and you don't. And that's something I try to live by. If I if I know better, do better. And so I even to the point now, um, my mother and I we grow vegetables. Okay. We, we we're out here really trying to live healthier, organic. Like I don't use sugar. I use coconut sugar. Um, coconut sugar okay yeah i really try to live a healthier lifestyle and i think this is what this year for me has been really about i've transformed from this person that used to weigh 280 pounds and for coming, real yeah i was a big girl boy what how tall are you i'm five nine no five seven i wish i was five nine i'm five seven I used to weigh 280 pounds. I used to weigh 280 pounds. When we when we get off, I'll send you a picture. I used to weigh 280. I was a big girl. And um, and it wasn't, I wasn't, I, I started at 280 back in, let me give you a long story. I started at 280 back in 2014. I came down to about 210 and I was like just kind of at 210 for a really long time. And then this year um, is when I came down, I'm back down to my regular size about 170, 165. And so I try to stay there. And right now I'm just trying to tone up and really get ready to perform and, you know, just give the best me to my audience. Word. So you already like a healthy girl at like 170. You don't even look like that in your Instagram. Like you look like you a little girl or it's not a little girl, but you know, look, you're like thin or, or something like that. But, uh, you know, I guess you got like an athletic body type, you know, oh, yeah. 170. I'm yeah. Five, seven. I'm, I played every sport in high school, basketball, um, track, tennis, swimming. I did everything. So I'm, I stay athletic. I love like, I love that's crazy. Athletic. Like what, what did you do to lose all that weight? Cause you look good. Like you don't look like you was never no 280 pounds. Like how, Thank everybody so want to learn how to lose weight. What was you doing to go drop this hundred pounds you dropped? Um, I won. I ran four miles a day. I run two miles in the morning, two miles at night. I cut out all carbs, all sugars, um, and it was just, I was motivated. Once you hit that motivation, there's nothing that could stop you. It's that once you hit a certain alignment with yourself in the universe, there is absolutely no force that can stop you. And I was aligned. I, I, I am aligned. And so I just was eating healthy. I was making my own food. I wasn't even meal prepping. I was just making my own food. People take it take for granted how important it is making your own food and understanding what you're putting in it, understanding what salt does to your body, understanding what oil does, why you use organic olive oil instead of canola oil. Um, I mean, it's just a lot of steps. It is just really about loving on you you know i wasn't happy with with what i was looking at in the mirror especially in high school i was 135 so i was like i'm i was used to seeing this thin girl and after a while i morphed into somebody i didn't even recognize anymore and so i found myself again and you know i've just been flexing ever since you know 
So how long did it take you approximately to lose 100 pounds? Um, I would say a year, a healthy year. Wow, that is drastic. So you were losing like on average about 10 pounds or 8 pounds a month. Yeah, So I was, so, but it was the focus, man. You can't kill that type of focus. So like, is, was it was easier to lose the uh, like more weight in the beginning. Like, oh, like yeah. was the weight? Yeah, because in the beginning you drop in you you when you stop eating all that when you stop intaking all that sugar and you stop intaking all them carbs. You need carbs, but you just don't need as much as people are usually eating. Like you drop the easy weight first. That that first fifteen is easy. It's like college when you gain that first fifteen, it's just as easy to drop. Um, and so I. I was able to drop that first 15 quick. And then it just that that confidence I gained from continuing to lose it was was I don't I don't even there's not even a word for it. Word. So you must like be extremely self-disciplined just to have the discipline to do that. Like I think the problem with a lot of people and why they don't see success in whatever they do is self-discipline. Mm-hmm. So I think like self discipline is like one of the key, one of the keys to success in whatever you do. If you want to lose weight, if you want to be you know successful at a certain thing, if you want to learn a new skill, like you gotta be very self disciplined. So absolutely, and in tune with your body, in tune with yourself, no matter what it is across the board, job, school, exercise, music, like whatever it is, you've got to be in tune with yourself. If you're not in tune with yourself, anything is gonna make you sway one way or the other word so is that something something like you're comfortable like letting people know in your music or just like behind your music career like yo i used to be fat and i'm not anymore and well i, have to... I don't like to like i think be i think people are beautiful at every size like i was a beautiful thick girl okay i was i was over here killing the game with the thick thighs save lives so i don't want to i don't think i don't i don't want in any way body shame anybody but I do want to promote a healthier lifestyle for sure. And At the end of the day, America, fat is not healthy. Like, you know, thick thighs to save lives. I like some thick girls too sometimes, you feel me? But if you are overweight or obese, like, it's just not healthy. It's not it's healthy not. for your body. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's not good for your heart, your lungs, your blood pressure, That's why I'd rather, instead of like, I'd rather promote the positive, like, yeah, like, and you'll hear it in some of my, it's funny because I have a song called Recipe, and it says, I taste good like garlic bread. Okay. It's not the most healthiest thing to eat, but I I feel like. But it tastes good, though. (laughs) Garlic, tell me, like, come on now, how you not love garlic bread? I'm sorry. That little garlic with a little basil. And you can just keep eating it, eating it before you know it. You just ate like way too many carbs. Yeah. Like but two, I three also pounds. talk about like chicken, you know, like I like not frying chicken, but baked chicken. So I try to, it's funny you said that because I do, I try to incorporate a little bit of both worlds. Like I'm not perfect. I still eat garlic bread, but I still got my baked chicken on the side. I still, you know, it's a balance. It's all about balancing. Word. Or have you ever went vegan before? I did. That's self. Yes, I did. I went vegan. Um, I think it, it was before my first photo shoot, and I went for about. Shout out to Meech. Um, he's amazing photographer. Um, he. I went vegan for about two weeks, two three weeks. Oof, that was the hardest thing I think I've ever done. Um, wow. Um, every day was a mental struggle and a men- mental war. Um, 
tell me about that. Tell me, tell me about that mental struggle, that mental war. Because I put myself through that a lot, you know, with the vegan game. I think it's the energy, the 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 clarity that I received while being vegan was intense. Um, I think if I would have kept going, and I think I'm gonna go back to it. Maybe not vegan, maybe vegetarian. Um, but it was just clarity after day three. I was thinking clearer. I can tell my body was pushing out all the toxins. Um, I'm all into natural remedies. So I try to find every natural way to heal my body. Um, And so I could just feel myself getting natural energy. And just, I'm already a very hyperactive person. So for me to have more energy was like intense, you know? So um, it was definitely every day telling myself, you don't need it. Every day telling myself what I'm working towards and what I'm working for, um, why I'm doing it, you know, every, and I mean, every, every hour I'd be reminding myself why I don't need that bag of ruffles (laughs) or why I don't need to like go down the street and get some tacos. Word. Like sometimes I find myself fighting the same battle. You feel me? And this is like, sometimes you just got to drink some water or like, (sighs) make a smoothie and just chill for 10 minutes and then like the craving will like pass itself out or something you'll you'll forget about it you know absolutely i keep my core bottle filled with water every day i just um i try if i'm making smoothies i try to make them myself or if i'm like i try to tell them like when i go to jamba juice or um what is that other robe what's the other um robot yeah when i go there i try to tell them no sugar you know because the the packets that they use for this movie already got so much sugar in it. And I try to stay away from sugar as much as I can. Um, so I try to make my own smoothies if I'm making smoothies. But yeah. I make my own smoothies. Like my own smoothies. Like I used to fuck with Jamba Juice and all that back in the day, but I totally do not. Yeah. I make my own smoothies. I want to know what's in it. It's- First of all, when I make my smoothies, I don't use any dairy products. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even use any milk. Like, my substitute for for milk pretty much is bananas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I use ba- bananas and some type of like juice to make it more like a milky type of substance. Mm-hmm. Like I use like watermelon, like lemonade type, simply lemonade. You ever heard of them? Oh of yeah, course, simply right? lemonade. I love it. It's yeah. a bit um, too acidic for me, so I usually water down my simply lemonade. But yeah, right, I, right. I so I, I'll use some of that, or like they got watermelon juice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if you really want to go hard, get you some natural like. You know, like natural unsugared juice. Like you can get whatever type of juice you like. Natural unsugared peach juice or cranberry juice or apple juice or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Pick one that mixes good with bananas. For me, this is my recipe. You know what I'm saying? And then you have like a milky type of substance that's fruity, and then I just add like various types of fruits, and yeah. that's what I do. And I actually have my own blender. You know, do you get I guess a little, you can... little system. <laughs> Something like that. It's like I guess you can call it the Rockstar Blender, and it's, it's just like a little, like it just makes like one super big like cup of smoothie, and it's only thirty bucks on the Rockstar TV website or whatever. You feel oh me? yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go pick one up. Right, and then you just you, and all you gotta do is wash it out or whatever. It's not like a lot of like heavy like you gotta clean like a, a big blender that I used to use. You gotta clean it out. You gotta scrub. You gotta do all this stuff that's like takes extra time and ain't nobody got time for all that. You no. just pack all your little frozen fruits and throw some juice up in here and you get to go. If you are a, a milk person, a dairy person, you can still use it, you know, ice cream, whatever, but 
you know, I'm trying to keep it vegan. Yeah. I'm trying to help you all out. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Yeah. How about the, how about the community? Word. Like, I, I didn't have any idea what we were going to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> and then I'm like, dang, you're, I've never even spoke with you before. I'm like, you're just a super positive person. You feel me? Like, I didn't know if it was going to be ratchet or what was going to go. I've never speak to, spoke to you before. I'm like, wow, you're just providing, like, you know, you're like, it's like a sign from the universe. Like, my mind was already thinking some of the things you were saying, like, yeah, go strict on your vegan diet. Don't eat any yeah. chicken. You feel me? And then here you go talking about, like, yo, yeah, you know, I lost 100 pounds. I'm self-disciplined. You feel me? I'm healthier. You know, the 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 universe or me in the universe told me to go pursue my music. And, you know, everything else isn't so important. You know, like, fulfilling my purpose is more important. So I'm like, wow, like, you know, you're really, like, tapped in right now. Like, you said you were aligned. I really feel your alignment. You Thank me? you. I really, I really appreciate that. Like, because it's, it's tough when nobody... Like, I have supporters, don't get me wrong, but it's it's just the beginning for me. So, you know, when you don't have those thousands or those millions, like, pushing you, it's also, it's you. You a team of one, you feel me? So you just got to push yourself. And so I'm happy that I was able to sit down and talk to you like this. So just to give you a reminder, like, yeah, you, you doing it, bro. Like, keep eating your vegan. Keep making your smoothies. Get that. I'm about to get me a Rockstar blender because I need... I need that in my life. Like, I don't even have a blender right now. Like, that's why I keep going to effing Jabba Juice, because, and asking them not to put no sugar in my shit. <laughs> and you save, like, way more money than going to Jamba Juice. Yeah. Uh, you can use it, like, as a meal replacement, just, like, making smoothies in general. Whether whoever listening gets a, a, a Rockstar blender or not, just smoothies are our way to go. Like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, like, I don't think you should just be eating a grip of food, like waffles and all this type of shit. You feel me? Nah. Or, Baking and eggs. I think when you wake up in the morning, what you definitely should be doing is drinking like two glasses of water. Absolutely. Just and to start it to, off. People need to stop sleeping on some lukewarm, not lukewarm, but room temperature water, man. Room temperature water gets your body and your um your nervous system flowing early in the morning. No one's supposed to be no one's supposed to be drinking ice cold water in the morning. Like word, but but later in the day, if you do drink ice cold water, do you know that you know when you drink ice cold water, you actually burn calories to bring the 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 water temperature back down to your normal body temperature, so your body burns calories okay. when you drink colder water. Okay, well look, we'll Learn, do we I learned just like teach each other something. something. I feel it. Let me go ahead and write that down. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. I got a pen and pad right next to my bed. I'm writing it down. <laughs> A lot of stuff, like, people know or they might have heard about it, but then it's also, like, what you said, self-discipline to, like, do these things. Like, we all know, like, how, how you said we shouldn't be eating Jack in the Box and Carl's Jr. or whatever, but it's, like, self-discipline. You feel me? And I feel like people just don't give the time to really give it a chance, you know? And that's just, I, I if I could just encourage people just to give it a chance, like, try to go vegan. Give it a chance, dude. Try to cut out the sugars and the carbs. Give it a chance. I promise you, you're not going to be mad at yourself. No one's ever mad after a workout, you know? No one's ever mad after doing something healthy. You're only mad if you mess it up after, like, going to work out and then you go eat Taco Bell. Like, that's that's contradicting as fuck. But, like, no one's, no one's, no one's going to be sad after you try to... Your body's going to thank you so much. And I'm trying to... Instead of feeding what are you feeding my ego feeding what I think I want I'm feeding my body I have to understand that I'm a whole ecosystem like I am my body needs certain things and when you neglect to give your body those certain things you gonna feel shitty you gonna feel like 
you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you're not going to be happy. Hey, I'm going to tell you how aligned with the universe you are and it's how aligned this whole conversation is. So, you feel me? Like, I'll be going vegan for, like, I long as I've gone vegan, it's probably, like, 90 days or something like that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And you might, you could say vegetarian because some people say, like, if you're you're not vegan, if you wear leather. So, I wear do wear, like, Nikes and different type of shoes. So, that's leather. But I, I'll call myself vegan. You feel me? But, so, I did eat, like, some chicken, like, this past weekend or whatever. And, like, during the week, because I had, like, all these meetings. Like, they were, like, really trying to entertain me and, like, like, get me to buy in or sign some paperwork or whatever. So, it was, like, just had all this food and shit. You mm-hmm. feel me? Trying to tempt me. So, I didn't <laughs> indulge in a little chicken, right? But yeah. I was like, all right. You feel me? That was that was a couple of days ago. You got to get right back on track. You know, you got tours. You got big shit coming up. So, then I was like, man, I'm just going to have some chicken one last time tonight or whatever. So, I rode through El Puerto Loco drive through th- about to pick up, like, a little chicken bowl or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then they was like, yeah, we out of rice and we out of chicken. <sighs> So I was just like a sign from the universe, like, yo, no no rice, no chicken, no carbs, no, <laughs> no, no, no meat. You feel me? Yeah. So I just got some beans. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going. I guess I got to make myself feel good off of these, these these black beans right here. You feel me? This, right. You feel me? Just the universe talking to me, you know what I'm saying? And drink some water and Hell eat yeah. some fruits and vegetables. You feel me? And I stopped, like, drinking smoothies for, like, the last two days. It's all for, like, partying and not being, like discipline and shit so it's just like you know it's all self-discipline you feel me like especially when you're a music artist or whatever because i mean like nobody's gonna tell you what to do yeah people are gonna tell you what to do but nobody nobody can tell you what to do like yourself and nobody can push you like your your own self and you know like being a music artist is a really big deal if you want to be successful like it takes so much dedication and so much hard work yeah. So you have to be self-disciplined, no matter what level you're on. If especially if you're just starting out, because you probably won't see any results unless you're self-disciplined. If you're just starting out, and if you're an accomplished music artist with Grammys or whatever, you feel me? Like if you don't stay self-disciplined and do the things you need to do, people will like you'll fall off or you'll retire early more than when than what you plan, or you'll just go out of style. How music goes out of style? You feel me? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you really got to, I feel like beyond motivation, you can't, you can't step into being an artist or into just that genre of life unless you're really passionate about it. You you don't like, if you're bored, that's not your passion. You know, like if you're not motivated, that's not your passion. So whatever your passion is, that's what's going to motivate you off rip. Like you're not, you're not going to have to, it is hard work. I'm not, I'm not going to take away from how hard it is to go out here every day, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. Oh, I enjoy rehearsals. I enjoy writing. I enjoy my hours at the studio. I enjoy like fighting with myself not to eat those carbs because I know at the end how well I'm going to perform, how well I'm going to come across the masses by being this healthy, you know? So if, I feel like if you're doing music and you're doing it for clout, it's you're going to fall off because you're not doing it for the right person, purposes. It's got to be ingrained in you. Like when just like I, I, I feel like you can feel me with this because when when you're an artist, it's just something about it that that wheel, it just keeps turning and turning and turning like you can't stop. Like you're not really worried about how other people are feeling. For example, I was at, um, I went to go see Big Sean this, in Vegas this past weekend. 
And I, I like to say that I have a magnetic personality. And so I went to see Rick Ross and Big Sean. And so both times when I went up to security to get backstage, they, they just let me through. Like it was the most, I was a little tip. So maybe I was walking with a lot more confidence than I usually do, but it was the most magnetic thing I think I've ever experienced as an artist where they just feel like, oh, my bad. I, I didn't know who you were, you know? That was the first time I've ever experienced that. Where the guy literally said, oh, sorry, I, I didn't see you. And let me through while there were like 50 people behind me waiting to see or trying to get backstage. So I just feel like when you walk within your purpose and you walk within that purpose, you there's nothing that can stop you. That's your motivation right there. And it's just, it's just amazing. I was... Um, I was for the second day when I went to Big Sean's concert, I was in the elevator and I forgot who someone on his team was in the elevator with me. And I just remember rapping my whole, I have a song out right now called get money, go check it out. It's on SoundCloud. It's going to be on Spotify soon. Um, it's an East coast, West coast bop. And I rapped my whole verse and the whole elevator stopped. And it was just, I already knew, but it was just the, the cherry on top just made me feel like this is, this is what I'm trying to give to the world. So I want to stop you in your tracks, you know, I'm trying to get your heart beating again. And, um, and it was that, I think the club name was Dreyas. Dreyas is what they call it. That's the spot. I love that spot. Yeah. I'd never been there before. And so that's the after hours, you know, after the party is that just go all the way to the sun come up and drays, drays, yeah. draws, whatever, whatever they want to call it. That's what the right. draws be dropping at. That it was it was too lit. I was in the elevator and you know, people say who they say it is. I don't unless there's some some action behind it. He said he was on um Big Sean's team, but it said there's no action behind it. I'm not really I was I did what I was there to do at that moment. And someone called me out to um to rap. And so I wrapped the first verse of my new song, Get Money, that's on SoundCloud, gonna be on Spotify soon. Let me get that verse right now. Let me let me hear you rap a little bit. Oh, you, you trying to hear it? <laughs> no sweat. Cool your breaks, everybody calm down. Run through his shit like I'm burning out of town. There's no cure when my body touched down. Netflix and chill, got me crying out loud. Now he bitching, make it sound, saying wow. Keep a clip in my couch, case he try to act foul. Hollow tip to your knees, make a nigga bow down. Bad bitch, LA, keep it ten toes down. Feisty bitch, if you want to come and get it. Iced out, I know it's fucking with your vision. Blackout, I keep the windows fucking tinted. Backwoods, keep it rolling like a motherfucking sushi kitchen. Don't stress, I know it's fucking with your chest. Seeing me on your feed, but you still can't connect. Seeing me on your screen, not a number you can press. Luckier than a charm from the motherfucking West. Everybody want to be the fucking queen, because the ass so soft and the body like a god, nigga. Give money, lace panties, no bra. Wish your move, turn me on, throw it back on his jaw. <laughs> Damn, them is bars right there. Okay, I heard that shit. You feel me? All right, sound like some little Kim type, but upgraded type. You know, you gotta go hear the song. It's 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 over a um, it's over a Biggie track. It's over the Get Money track, but it's got a West Coast. Oh, okay. So I I picked up your cadence, little Kim. I got good rap ears. Yeah, yeah, it was perked up, boy. Word. Okay. All right. All right. So like, how long did it take you to write that verse? Um, I write. I usually write most of my songs in a day. So I'll sit down for an hour and it's crazy. It just comes to me when I'm listening to a song. I know immediately whether I can write to it or not. And I just start writing and I was on my lunch break and I wrote that first verse 
And then I, I wrote the course. I went through the course about three or four times. Um, and I switched it up. And I was with my hall boy, who's actually on Kevin Gates' team. And his name is Mills. Go check him out. He's a dope producer, engineer. He's dope as fuck. And um, he was like, nah, 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 nah. You got to switch up that course. And so I went back to the drawing board. And I didn't really want to fully switch it up because I liked the bop that I already had. But I knew I needed to add a little sexiness, you know? Like, I'm goofy, I'm fun, but I'm a very sexual, not sexual, but sexy individual. So I like to bring that that cadence out. Um, And so... I wanted to just make it a little bit more sexy. And then, you know, that's what came out. And it was just, everybody's been feeding off of it. I mean, in one day, I'm a, and I've only got four songs right now on SoundCloud. I've got so many written, but you know, I'm, I'm slowly recording everything. And I think the most hits I think I've gotten in a little while was like a hundred and something. But in one day, that night, after I rapped on the elevator, I got 300 and something hits. So, I mean, I'm doing something, you know, I'm, I'm moving. Word. So what part of like California are you in? I stay um in the valley, eight one eight all day. Uh you'll find me in LA sometimes, but um I usually stay in the eight one eight. I'm in LA if there's like some type of event out there or how deep are you in the eight one eight? Are you still in LA County or what? Like Nah, Chatsworth. You feel me? Oh, well, that's LA County then. You still in that like that's just the valley, like you yeah, know, you I can mean, claim I'm LA. Over, I'm I'm not over yet far as Antelope Valley or nothing. That's a 661. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, you still stay in L.A. Then. Like, L.A. to me is like, if you stay in, like, the Valley, you can stay in Hollywood, downtown L.A., you stay in, like, in Watts, Compton, Long Beach, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, Culver City, Gardena, all that. You still live in L.A., you feel me? All of those cities, you feel me? Like, Whittier, uh, all that, all that's L.A. East L.A., you feel me? True, true, true. I feel you. That's still all L.A. Just L.A. got like multiple different like areas. It's like how New York got the the Bronx, Brooklyn, Harlem, Manhattan, Staten Island. Just like they got different accents in those different areas. Like in L.A., like you got the Valley Girl accent. Supposedly you got like the, you know, what I'm saying sometimes in the hood they don't say car, say core. Hey, get yeah, the core. core. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or just, you know, you know how it is. Everybody be talking different. They talk their little stuff in it or whatever. Yeah, you feel they me? The so, then on <laughs> Yeah. So you know, you know how it is in LA. But it's all LA though. Like everybody in LA kinda is on like a certain type of wavelength, I feel like. You feel me? Like a vibration, a frequency. You know, everybody's frequency is different, but it's the frequency of the people in the city as opposed to, like, New York, you feel me? Or somewhere in the South or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's like, how you say the California day, they chill, they like to do fun stuff yeah. or whatever. LA real me? kick back. Like, you gotta, you really gotta ruffle some feathers to get somebody popping off. We kick back. Like, Sometimes I feel like we get a bad rep about it because back in the day when like things were just real hot and there was a lot of friction, but now we kick back, bro. Like you're not, we're not finna step out of line because you say something like, nah, we chilling. Yeah, LA is real chill. Everybody high now because we got like legal weed. Yeah, yeah. So everybody smoking hella weed and high and got the munchies eating some food. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing, man. Better if, if you if you smoke a lot and you trying to do this vegan things, I smoke. So just just keep some healthy snacks around you, man, because that's that's just the killer right there. That's the only thing that kills me every time is when I get high and there's nothing to eat. My lazy ass don't want to go nowhere to get nothing. 
that's what always right. me up. And the postmate is spending thirty dollars for like a chicken bowl, like you said. Right, right. You know what's crazy? Like back in the day, like you know what I'm saying, ancestors from Africa or from foreign countries, right? You know what I'm saying? They would eat meat, but they didn't eat meat every day. Meat was like a delicacy. Like, you know, they had to go kill an animal to eat meat. You feel me? Yeah. So you would get, like, only, like, a portion. You're not going to eat a whole grip how we eat right now. You just get, like, a small portion of meat. You feel me? And the the rest of the other time, they're pretty much eating, like, trees, leaves, foliage, fruits. Like, that's more readily available back in the day. Yeah. Because you just pick it off of a tree and start eating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what's crazy is that, like, while you you were speaking about, like, how, how obese America is, you know, back in the day, niggas was running. Niggas had to really defend themselves, had to pick their own fruits. I don't feel we're as, like, they don't teach that as... They don't teach shit that they need to be teaching in school, which pisses me off. Like, if if say there was a zombie apocalypse now, half the people in the world would starve because they don't know how to grow their own fruit. They don't know how to grow their own vegetables. They don't. If they do come across fruit, they don't know how to tell whether it's poisonous or not. Like, they don't know how to do simple how things. You tell how to start a fire? Let's let's drop that. How you tell whether your fruit is poisonous or not? Well, so there's certain leaves. There, um, certain leaves are crystallized. If you see a crystallized leaf next to a berry, don't eat it. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I don't. Re- I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend like I have all the knowledge. I don't remember what it means. I just know, you know, like. I Could it be like a strawberry or just like exotic wild berries? Like a strawberry got a crystallized leaf. Don't eat it or just berries in general. You berries. Like. I when I was looking it up, it was it was funny because it was right after. Um, what was it? The Hunger Games had come out, and old girl ate some some fucked up berries and died. And I needed to know Damn. right then and there. Wait a minute, <laughs> what berries fuck you up like that? And so I looked it up, and there was something about um the leaf, something about a leaf being crystallized, and um it, it just it's a it's a certain look, the way the leaf is shaped around, like the actual shape. You know how like a clover is shaped into four. There are a lot right, of funny right. leaves around poisonous berries, so you really so if you just look too funny, you don't yeah, eat that shit. Then. Yeah, but there are ways to like you know actively remember and write it down. Like if I needed but to, just, I have a little book where I have shit written down. You know, word, you gotta write shit down sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can't remember everything, man. Like you can't remember everything. You gotta write shit down sometimes. Especially smoking all that good weed Yo, in LA. Tell me about it, bro. That OG got me knocked sometimes. So, what's your favorite like weed strains? Mm. Um, I'm not gonna be typical. Scout cookies, Gorilla Glue gets me every time. Um, I can't fuck with Moon Rocks no more, man. Too sticky. Like you gotta mix it with other trees. It just has you. Have you ever tried Moon Rock? Mm, yeah, but my shit was probably like real pure. I'm like a weed connoisseur. Like I know damn near everything about marijuana, Do especially you? in California. Yeah, that's dope. So like, I'm not really a, all right. So like, where do you get your weed? First of all, um, I go to this place. It's actually in my wallet. Let me go look. I go to this place in um Somar. It's off like of it's a dispensary. Yeah, I go to a dispensary. So let me ask you a question. Like, when you buy your weed from the dispensary, do they put it in bottles for you when you buy it? Or is it already, like, prepackaged with, like, a seal on it? The most recent one was already <laughs> prepackaged. The All right, was, so The look. most recent one I went to was already prepackaged. Um, oh, here it is. It's called Greenlight Discount Pharmacy. Um, yeah, it's in uh, Silmar. 
But yeah, that one was already pre-bottled. And I don't know how I feel about that. So you let me know. What what do I need to know about pre-bottling and like watching them actually put it in there? All right. So look, I'm a weed connoisseur. I've been fucking with like medical weed since I was in high school. I used to go to like a like a rich high school and I used to just like sell weed to all the richer kids so I could like have rich <laughs> kids. Make your shit. money. <laughs> right? You feel me? But back then weed was way more pure. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That they sell dispensaries five years ago, the weed was way more pure that they sell dispensaries. Now dispensaries are just opening up and are selling whatever they can sell to get money. And there's so many of them, it's competition. You feel me? So yeah. You don't know like where your weed is coming from. You don't know like if they wash their hands. You don't know how they treat the weed. You don't know if they put like synthetic stuff in the soil or on the on the marijuana itself to make it grow faster. Yeah. And just like your fruit and vegetables, or even if you eat chicken or meat, you want it like organic. You feel me? Mm -hmm. You you want it like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, as pure water soil. Yeah, you want it pure. You don't want like non-organic weed. You feel me? You want it organic. Even if it's hydroponic or whatever, you just want organic. Like you don't want chemicals in your weed. So, oh yeah, people got pesticides spraying on the weed. Yeah, they go outdoors. man. It's not trying to put me on. Like where you go then? So I'm not gonna name any shops right now that aren't like paying me. You feel me? Yeah, I feel but, you. I feel you. I feel you. For the most part, pre-packaged weed is really good. Like uh, prepackaged weed usually is, is grown on a farm, okay. and most of those farms are like uh, they're using like you know real soil. They're using like you know they're taking like TLC with the plant, ten or eleven care using real yeah. water. Like they're growing it more more appropriately, and it's like TAC tested. It's more like it's not. I don't know if there's any regulations on it, but it's more like chemically tested. It's pure. Mm-hmm. And what you're getting, and it's worth the increased price because it's better to know what you're putting in your body than not to know. You feel me? Yeah. And most of these brands that are like have prepackaged weed, like you know, they have a reputation. So like they don't want they don't want like you know you saying something bad about their weed brand and you destroy their brand. You feel me? So they gonna really come with a good product. You dig what I'm saying? Like they got guidelines and standards they stick for. So out of all the weeds, it's probably like ten or twenty good like prepackaged weed companies or something. I know that are circulating in California. It's always more. It's always like farms like uh like i got a bottle right now in my hand called it's called riverview farms it's cool like as far as purity you know what i'm saying all the potencies are different depending on what strain you get or whatever uh you went to sativa indica hybrid i like i like them all like you know what i'm saying to be honest with you you feel me different ones with different stuff like yeah say like uh oh geez it's like you know it got a certain smell to it now they just say this is OG, that's OG, but you really can smell when something is real pure OG. And it, it gives you like an uppity high at first for me. And then like if you smoke a lot of it, you'll get more hungry and get the munchies and maybe get sleepy. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Sativas like Jack Herrera or Green Crack or a lot of other Blue Dream. That's Sativa. Sativa Dominant. Sativa Dominant is supposed to like give you more of the head high. Yeah. Supposed to keep you more awake. You feel me? And yeah, then I, they I have like the hybrid, sativa dominant. right? Hybrid is like a mix of indica and sativa, so it's like usually a feel good weed. And that's me, I like feel good weeds, and I'm always on the up and up. I just try to be happy. Some of my my favorite hybrids would probably be like blueberry or white widow. You feel oh, me? Oh, white widow! I haven't heard of that one in a minute. A, 
a good sativa is like orange orange kush. You okay, feel me? Okay. And then here's a really good aphrodisiac weed called Granddaddy Purple. Shut up. I didn't know that was aphrodisiac weed. Man, if you smoke some real Granddaddy Purple and, you know, smoke it <laughs> with your partner or whatever like that, y'all gonna have a good time. Good ass night. <laughs> I remember that. Right. Like, I ain't smoking no Granddaddy Purple in, like, you know, some years. You, got that, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You gotta put that in the back. Gotta... <laughs> right. Like, different weeds do different stuff. You feel me? Yeah. So, like, if you want to have, like, a good time with your partner, though, you know, smoke some Granddaddy Purple, y'all both is gonna be, like, super sensual and your sense of touch gonna, like, expand to another level. You feel me? That's and, dope. like, it's just different weeds that do everything. You feel me? So, you know how it is. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's like if you eat if you eat different fruits or vegetables, they like work on different parts of the body. They heal different parts of the mm-hmm. body. They got different vitamins in them. So yeah, same thing with weed. But definitely, I recommend everybody to start fucking with the packaged weed. Get you packaged weed from a trusted source. Mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and tell everybody like another good shop that's out that they're not endorsing me, but fuck with Mad Men. They got all pretty much good weed if you buy it in the bottle. And they got you know, like, I like see locations it everywhere, everywhere. And yeah, I didn't like. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to act. Like I didn't. I don't know. Like so, I haven't tried it yet. You know, I'll go and support my local. I'm. I'm a person that I. I like to support whoever's in my community first before I step out. And there's not really a a madman near me, and so I always go to like the little shop on the corner that like you know it just opened up. So I'm just trying to give them my business. I always try to support businesses, and so I've been kind of on on the back and forth with madman medmen, but I'm gonna try it out now. You said it. They Another good brand that that they sell weed brands called Bayer Farms. I was so high, I forgot to say which one it was. But Bayer Farms, like they got like good, uh, good like purity. Another good one is like the Cookies brand. Like it not, it's not just like Girl Scout cookies. Like uh, Strain, it's like a brand called Cookies, and they got all different types of weed. How they you feel about edibles? Too. Edibles is cool. I really don't fuck with them that often. I don't. I, but, I don't fuck with them at all. Period. And not anymore. Yeah. At least I passed that one time. That was it, man. Oof. Me too. In college, man, I, I was like, oh, edible, whatever. I went to college at first on Northridge in the Valley, like towards where you at, and that's where they got the good weed shops. Like you said, in the Valley, so your weed probably is pure. You said in the Valley, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, I got the yeah. But in the, in L.A. in the city, weed be funny times. It be funny unless you get some real packaged weed like people think they smoking good but they probably be smoking a lot of chemical weed you know what i'm saying unless you're going to one of those shops that has pre-packaged weed and it's usually a little bit more expensive but it's worth it if you want to you know get your real high on get your real whatever you feel you know if you ever whenever you go back to the valley again check out the marijuana factory they are dope like you you go in there um it's not pre-packaged but you literally see the tree like you can see them how they cultivate everything how they pick everything the trees like are visible in behind a glass mirror you'll see the people damn working. where is that at it's it's called the met um the marijuana factory it's in the middle of chatsworth it's in a cut though and Word. um look it up it's dope and you'll see the people actually with the gloves you'll see them the way they pick it the way they um 
They bottle they it and put it, it back in there. All that. Everything. I ain't gonna lie. I've never been to a weed shop in the valley that was bad. That sold me some bad weed. You feel me? And all my whole lifetime, all my time smoking weed, and like I've oh. lived in the valley for a couple of years. Every weed shop in the valley got good weed. From for, from my experience, I never had bad weed from a weed mm-hmm. shop in the valley. Just to keep it real. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you on the other side of the sunset on, on the 405 off the 101 or some shit, the weed is better over there. You hey, know what come I'm on over the hill. That's what we say, over the hill. Come yeah, like once you pass Sherman Oaks Galleria, the weed is good. <laughs> you feel me? That's you know what I'm saying? Because that, that is so, that's facts. Once you, once you pass that Sherman Oaks Galleria, you good. Just go anywhere from there. Right, the weed is straight, man. You feel me? You gonna be good? You know, it's all, it's all good. So yeah, you know that's weed talk, and you know what I'm saying. How do you mix like your uh your weed smoking with like exercising? Like, does it affect your exercising? Does it help it? Like, you know, one time this one girl told me that weed actually can help you lose weight if you don't eat after. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But usually, I will. I, I don't smoke until the end of my day. I never start my day smoking. Um, for me, it just slows me down. I like to get everything I need to get done in the day first, and then I smoke. Or if I'm on vacation, I'll smoke. You know, like I smoke in the morning. But Word. usually, smoke I... weed every day. You know, they dog. Yeah, <laughs> smoke weed every day. Yeah, I feel you. Um, but nah, I'll wait until the end of my day when all of my tasks are done. Like I, I'm done with studio. I I've learned that I can't smoke before a session. That's just not me. You know. Like, I'll smoke after the session while they're, like, mixing it down, bouncing it out. Like, I just smoke at the end of my day when it's, everything's done, where I need to reflect. I'm about to go to bed, you know. I'll roll up, get something nice. And I'm, I'm a, I like to, I used to, I used to roll blunts. I moved over to backwoods. Now I'm kind of thinking about whether I want to move over to raw papers now. Raw papers, that's, like, the healthiest way yeah. I would recommend. You feel me? Like, Smoking is bad for you anyway. Like it's better to vaporize, or like hypothetically, you know, you probably don't like edibles, but they say it's better just to consume it. Like you know, not to smoke. Smoke is bad for your lungs, but people are still gonna smoke regardless. Yeah, regardless. Bro. But if you are gonna smoke, try to smoke a raw paper because, like, with the backwood, you're not really getting high off of the weed. More so, you're getting high off the backwood. Like, yeah, the tobacco. Yeah. Right, so it's giving you a different high. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I used to smoke Swishers a long time ago, ancient times ago, and Optimos, and then yeah, I was smoking raw White papers. Dutches. Right. I mean, you, I mean, you must be part East Coast smoking White Owls and Dutches. Like, damn. You feel me? <laughs> no, I, like I said, I travel a lot. I spent a year in North Carolina. I used to spend all my summers in Atlanta. Um, so I'm Southern fed, but Cali bred is what I like to tell people. Um, Word Southern Fed Cali bread. Okay. Yeah. So I I've I've been around. You know, like I've I I know my share of tobacco leaves and you know backwoods and shit like that. So I I'm trying to like you know I try to weave out what's healthier for me. Word. So like you mentioned, it's used to be in a relationship, but what about now? Are you single? Are you mingling? Or like what's I am poppin'? single and mingling, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just focusing on music. Um, just trying to trying to live my best me. I think I've I spent eight years in a relationship. Damn, I know. Tell me about it, nigga. Woof, woof. I'm hot thinking about it, bro. I'm just. You was but, married for like a little while then. Like, yeah, well, we were engaged. Um, and, you know, that went south quick. I'm a very loyal person. So by that, you should know it's not on my hand. 
So he was um, cheating or something? What happened? Yeah, he know he was doing what he wanted to do. And so after eight years, I was through. I think the universe kind of like shook me out of it as well. Hey, just, so when you first met him, you was thinner then, right? Like, No, I met him in my fixed stage. I had met him like right after high school. I was uh, right after high school. I was a little thicker. Like, wait, wait, huh? wait, wait. So wait, I lost you for a second. When you first met him, you was thin. So, or nah, what, what was the case when you first met yeah, him? Nah, I was a little thicker. Yeah, I was a little thicker. And I was kind of like weaving in and out of like thick, thin, thick, thin. Um, and once we got together, I did just like, you know, in a relationship, boy, you. I'm, I cook, like I said, so I was cooking every, I was cooking all the time. So I would always like, oh, let's go do this. Let's go experience this. And then I got thicker, it got thicker. And then when I left out to North Carolina for college for a year, we went on a year break. I moved back. We got back together. Then we started living together. And I am a cook. When I say it, I mean it. I cooked every night, every night. And it was, it wasn't like the same thing. Like every night I wanted to make something new. Cause I feel like I didn't want to be boring. Like, and I don't like eating boring food. So one night I might make a burger. The next night I might make sushi, the following some pasta. Like it was always just enough for dinner and lunch the next day. And so after a while of doing that, you just consume so many calories. So yeah, I ended up gaining a lot of weight and his and our relationship. I mean, yeah, our relationship and, um, and yeah. And so it just, Towards the end of it all, it just got progressively worse and toxic and deeply dark. And so, um, so yeah, so I needed to get out of that. And I feel like, again, the universe shook me out of that. Like, nah, you're going to see this and you're going to see it now. Like, you can't ignore this. Ignoring this is ignoring yourself. And so um, I paid attention. I left, you know. I picked myself up and just pushing forward from there. And so now I'm single working on music, you know, I, I love it. I'm when it comes to just art, I love dancing, singing, like everything. So, you know, I'm in my little dance and I'm making music and so I'm in a really good place right now. I feel great. Hey, so who do you make music for when you make music? I make music for everybody. And I know that's hard to say, um, but I got one song that's kind of like a um, I don't know if you've heard that song by Jaden Smith, Icon. Yep. But it's a little, it's a little techno-y, little techno. So like, it, I covered "Bury a Friend," and so um, it's got that very rough techno sound. So like, I love techno. Yeah, that EDM. People be sleeping EDM. on it, bro. That's a crowd. That is a crowd, my friend. So, um, so I was able. I made that song in which I could. I could do EDM all day. I can make EDM songs all day. Um, you should. Uh, and I, I do. I love it. And so, yeah, check that out. Bury a friend cover. And then um, I make R and B for like you know like right now I'm just speaking my story. Like I'm spilling out basically what's been going on in my life in my twenty years, twenty seven years of life so far. And um, I'm just letting it pour out into the music. So I'm making music for everybody. If you've been through a heartbreak, listen to me. If you're trying to party, listen to me. If you're trying to say, fuck that shit, listen to me. Like, I, I'm i a real chill, cool, collective person. You know, if you want to just relax and mellow out, I'm about to come out with a song called Tropic. Listen to me, bro. Like, it's, I make songs about West Coast, about tree, about love, heartbreak, and just like, getting over it um 
And so, yeah, that's everybody can listen to me and feel welcome. Word. All right, that sounds lit. Like, I think I listened to it. Excuse me. You feel me? Well, I listened to a couple of your songs. It was good. It was fire. You feel me? And, you know, I, I really want to hear more. I liked your freestyle. So, you feel me? We see what you're doing, like, in the future. You want to, like, hear new music? Sneak people. What was that last part? You, you, bro- you broke up just a little bit. What's the last part you said? like really check in yeah absolutely i'll definitely keep you updated with my new music i'll definitely i mean i i'm thinking you know i'm i try to do things different so i'm thinking of making a whole like close friends list where they're the first people to get my music period and then i drop the music to everybody else the day after you feel me and so i'll definitely add you onto that list like it's it's happening it's moving fast and i'm just here for it you know i'm here for it all and the good, like you, like good networking, good people, good conversations, needed conversations, you know? Word. Like you said, you're aligned. So, you know what I'm saying? I think we're just going to call this one, you feel me? Alignment with Bria Banks or something. I don't know what we going to call this, this episode, but it was a good fucking episode. Like, I'm very happy I like got to talk to you today because you like put like a lot of good stuff into the universe with your words. You feel me? So that's really thrill. You know what I'm saying? So... I mean, I guess the overall message from everybody here is just, you know what I'm saying? You can do it. Stay self-disciplined. Meet your goals. Yeah. Make it happen. Tap into what you feel and what you know. Like, you know. Listen to your intuition. Absolutely. Word. Listen to that voice. Word. Like, you really put that, like, you know what I'm saying? People don't realize the power of words. Like, words are so powerful. They can free you. They can make you richer. They can make you poor. Like, they could end you, they could begin you, like, words are everything, you feel me? So, you put major, like, positivity with your words into the universe and major information that everybody knows, but they needed to hear, you know what I'm saying? Just the affirmation, you are, like, an affirmation, so maybe your music is also an affirmation, so I think we really need to, like, take a listen and see what you're talking about. Absolutely, yes. Words, so tell them where they can find you and, like, where they can check out the music. Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. I am the golden cure underscore because I cure everything. <laughs> um, you can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on YouTube. Um, Bria Banks. You can two K's and a money sign for the S. You can find me on Audio Mac. Um, I'm going to be coming soon on Spotify and Apple to Apple, um, iTunes, Google Play. Like I'm, I'm moving. So, you know, but for now, SoundCloud, YouTube. Audio Mac, come listen to me. I'm here for y'all. You feel me? So if you see her picture, you see her video on there, you feel me? You heard her rap, you feel me? Just Google Bria Banks with two K's and a dollar sign at the end. Bria Banks, you feel me? And you're going to find her that way. You dig wherever she might be on SoundCloud, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, all of that. You feel me? All of it. All of that. You feel me? All of that. You dig? This is the Rockstar Podcast. This is Music King, man. I'm signing out, man. I'm going to holler at y'all later, man. We're going to stay turned up. We're going to stay partying. We're going to stay making our goals come true. We're going to stay getting this guado. We're going to stay getting this money. Until next time, we'll holler. Rockstar out. Peace.